All right. Which is more gooder? Which is more gooder? Which is more gooder? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Which is More Gooder podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I have two returning guests but our new guests on this podcast. They bet on my other two podcasts, the Dan Aykroyd podcast and the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. But they are here for their grand debut on Which Is More Gooder. Let's hear it for Chase and Bryce. Uh, <laughs> hey! <laughs> we All both right. paused to wait for the other one. There you go. Yeah. yeah. We'll edit out that pause. We're nice like that. Yeah. So on this one, we'll ask. I'm going to ask Bryce here in a second, but I know Chase is a big bad movie fan. So we're comparing two of the most notorious bad movies of all time, Troll 2 and Samurai Cop. Yes. So Bryce, I know Chase knows these movies. Do you know these movies? I hadn't heard of Samurai Cop, but I had... I had actually uh, seen Troll 2 uh, a few years ago, maybe about five years ago or something, and, uh, you know, had a had a good time watching that. But uh, this was my first time watching Samurai Cop. I didn't, I've never even heard of it as in the pantheon of famous bad movies. I am surprised, because so. that's right up there with, it's like The Room and Troll 2 and like Miami Connection and Samurai Cop. Those are usually the, you know, like the Mount Rushmore of, of bad movies, modern bad movies, I should say. And by the way, just to let everybody know, yeah. that, that intro you heard, that was done by Bryce. Yes, indeed, indeed. Scott, you were kind enough to ask me to to uh, get one ready for you, and I uh, happily obliged. And he did. Glad it worked out. I did pay for it, hey. though. Don't let him think he's not. This is true. This <laughs> yeah. is true. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, was... uh, I own the master tape. So I get paid every yeah, time it gets played. Yeah. Every time. Chase, Chase takes care of me. He takes care of me, he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah you right, come, right. You just right. come to me. Chase is like yeah. Colonel Tom Parker. He's taking care of Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know I'm in good hands. All right. So we're just going to start. We're going to start with Troll 2. We're just going to talk about. We'll just talk about the movie. So Troll 2 came out in 1990 has a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 2.9 on IMDb. Bryce said he saw this a couple of years ago. Chase, when was the first time you saw Troll Tool? Um, I remember it was probably like 11th or 12th grade. My brother and I were just hanging out watching TV uh, like on satellite or whatever. And it was on one of those Encore channels that just like shows random like genre movies or whatever. And it was on, and we were just like flipping through, and it caught us because it's weird looking. And we started watching it. It was like right in the beginning. It was we we saw the weird Robin Hood scene at the very beginning, and I was like, okay, this is something I have to look at. And as we kept watching it, it uh, astounded astounded me. I mean, I was enthralled from the very beginning uh, to the point where uh, he, you know, the little boy gets up at the table, and before he. You know, with the grandpa's like, you got it. You got 30 seconds to make him not eat. And I was like, I was like, if he pees on this food, this is going to be the best movie ever made. 
and he pees on the food and I was in love ever since. So I, uh, I bought a copy of it on DVD. It, the only way you could get it at the time on DVD was with troll the, uh, you know, the, the movie that came before it. Um, and I, uh, my brother and I actually both went to the world premiere of, uh, best worst movie, which is the documentary that, um, um, Michael Paul Stevens or Stevenson uh, did. That's the little boy. Uh, he grew up and he made a documentary about it being the the cultural phenomenon that it is. And he premiered it at an Alamo Draft House, and we went and watched it, and it was uh, it was great. So yeah, I, I've loved this. I've shared it with many people. Um, not everyone has the same reaction that I do, but a lot of them do. I know that I've actually watched it with you before, uh, Scott. We yeah, watched I... it with a a bunch of the comedy sports guys and, right. and girls. You and I and Bryce, we're like, we're experts in bad movies, so we can take bad movies. But if a person is not familiar with a bad movie, like you said, it, it's hard to know how they're going to take it. Troll 2 is one of those mm-hmm. few movies where even civilians can watch it and enjoy it for how bad it is. There's a certain amount of bad that I can handle. And it, it kind of <laughs> needs to be, it needs to at least appear like a movie. And this appears like a movie. This has all the, the parts of a movie, it, you know, it has a soundtrack. It's got uh, uh, an audio uh, uh, track as well. Uh, there, you know, there is certain amount of the director understanding what he's doing, but it's all bad. I mean, the acting is atrocious. The the screenplay is atrocious, and uh, but it's got a lot of watchability to it. It never gets to the point where you're like, I want to die, you know, and. Uh, that that is what makes this you know such a, a a near and dear bad movie because you can you show it to other people once you watch it and if you are like us you have this urge to show it to other people because it's it's such an experience beyond just bad cinema it is it is like you you don't like this show this movie is bonkers it is absolute bananary and you have to see it you know so yeah Bryce what was your first you said you you fell in love with it but like, could, do you remember your first reaction when you saw this movie? Like, what was going through your head? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, all the what I imagine because I'm I'm kind of on I'm kind of one of those fringe people, you know. I mean, for those that don't know the the podcast, me and Chase do is called the Movie Gap, and and it's the whole basis of the podcast is how I don't know about you know I I haven't seen a lot of movies right. So uh, when it comes to the the particularly bad ones other than the stuff I'd heard about, like from my dad growing up, like the, the Ed Wood type stuff or whatever. I was one of those fringe people that would always, my friends would know more about it and then show me. Right. So I just remember like the experience being like, Oh yeah, this is terrible. You know, like, you know, they have these, you know, little people dressed up in, you know, potato sacks and terrible mess and the dialogue is horrible. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was certainly enough to to leave an impression. Uh, in particular, the, uh, the 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 delivery of the "Oh my God" line. Uh, the first time I watched it, I laughed my ass off for about five minutes straight, and this time around, I laughed my ass off for about five minutes straight. So that was the main thing that stuck out for me was the guy when the guy screamed "Oh my God." <laughs> I still just thinking about it right now it still makes me laugh because it's. Uh, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, certainly I had, a, I had a great time with a friend uh, laughing a lot, you know, which is like, you know, the best way to enjoy a bad movie, right? 
it's not just the way he yells, oh, my God, but it's all the yeah. exposition he gives up. Oh, no, <laughs> they're eating her. And now yeah. they're yeah. going to eat me. Oh, my God. It was yeah. And then they're going to eat me. Oh my God! And, it, and it's yeah, all yeah, at yeah. the same pitch, at the same level. There's no, it's not even like, you know how they, they say in acting, like don't go all the way to the top at the beginning because you have nowhere else to go. He's like in the middle. And he does not yeah, go above it or below way. it the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and while the camera slowly zooms as if he's supposed to be getting louder or something, yeah. it's just well, like and then, I and don't then, know something like, about it's totally mesmerizing. Oh, it's so great! And and one of the things that makes this one of my favorite bad movies, like the Oh My God, stands out like the very first time, and that that is yeah. worth the price of admission. But on top of that, when it cuts back to him and it's zooming in on his face, there's a fly. On there his is a head. fly on his head. Yes, yes. yes. There yeah. is. There is. You know, I mean, and there's there's yeah. there's shit like that throughout this whole movie. The character names that you miss the first couple of times. The the dialogue, like the other dialogue, that you cannot you cannot grasp how delightful it is because the delivery is so bad. That that's what yeah. you're hearing the first time. You know, like the the oh my god obviously stands out. The you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. That stands out. <laughs> yeah. But just like every time George uh or what was it? Is it Michael in the movie? His name is George Hardy in real life. The dad. Uh, yeah, Michael. Michael Waits. Yeah, I've met dad. George Hardy. I met him at that thing, and he is a delight. And he is not acting. He, he's not acting poorly. He's just that is exactly how he talks, and he's very sweet. <laughs> But yeah, he still yeah. He sounds like a fake human being. But like yeah. the way he delivers all of his lines are just so bizarre. And 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 like like the the girl, Holly, right? The the daughter. Yeah. You know yeah. when she's like doing a dear John letter to her her boyfriend in the mirror and stuff, and talking about how she's gonna cut off his little nuts and eat them, and she makes all these choices how she does these monologues and they are all the wrong choice on these words yeah yeah it's just i mean it's it's so like perfect how bad it is yeah when the mom is also particularly talented at delivering things horribly and and then all the dialogue between the daughter and the boyfriend is an absolute gem uh yeah i mean and then yeah don't get me started on the kid man you know by the way one thing that's not in trolls Two. Trolls. Trolls. It's goblins. They're goblins in Trolls 2. Yeah, it's goblins. Well, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, also yeah. not Trolls 2. It's just Troll 2. Yeah, and this one has no, they don't mention trolls. They don't mention a yeah. troll. They don't say goblins are better than trolls or worse than a troll. There is no troll. It was originally called Goblins, and they turned it into Troll 2. The, the studio was piggybacking off of the fact that they owned a, th- a cannon, so they were like, well, maybe if we put Troll 2, we could sell it to HBO or something, you know? So yeah, there's no troll in this movie. The original troll movie had Sonny yeah. Bono in it, so we they had that heat yeah. behind it. Um, yeah, and, and uh, let's not forget uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Dr- and uh, Gary Sandy from WKRP in Cincinnati. So they had yeah. a stellar cast at that time. I saw that movie that in one, the theater. That, that one is not good, and it's not fun. No. 
It's just a bad <laughs> horror film. This is this is something altogether different. The barest gist of this is this family goes to a, a tiny town and that town is goblins in disguise and they want to turn them into plants and eat them. Vegetarian goblins. goblins. That's going to come oh, into yeah. play later. Yeah. The, the town of Nilbog, don't forget, population 28, including the four people they are displacing. Yes. That are supposed to go to their yeah, house. which that is that is a an interesting you know this is a, basically this is a prequel to the holiday you know it's just people they met up online somehow and they're like you go you take my house I take your house and that's our vacation and that's which that's the I, setup of this now what's happening through like, all we this have, we have a refrigerator yeah <laughs> yeah we have all the all the great appliances <laughs> all the all great appliances the, all the amenities you know of a house. And during all yeah. this, the kid, and by the way, I just wanted to punch the kid in the face the entire movie. I just hated him. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. The kid is being visited by the spirit of his dead grandfather. And his dead grandfather yes. knows what's going on with these goblins for some reason. Yeah, it was like they were trying to go for some Princess Bride vibe or something. Well, no, know? it was that, like, like there, the, there was the grandfather, the grandfather knows about trolls. He knows the history of trolls. Yeah, I mean, of goblins, I mean. I, I even I get this. And he knows how to defeat the goblins, and his spirit is out to protect his family from goblins. These these horrible, horrible creatures, some call them vegetarians, most call them goblins. And so he knows that they are powered by the, you know, uh, the stones of Stonehenge from, uh, you know, the ancient Celtic days, ancient Celtic days, and he is there to help. So that's why it, the kid it, talks to it had a total from the get go had a total Princess Bride vibe to me that I was like, is that what they're like trying to do here with the old man reading his bedtime story to his to, you know, Fred Savage and Princess Bride? Because this came out after that, oh, yeah. right? This was 1990. And Princess yeah. Bride was like 84, 80. Yeah. And it was just like immediately a total failure of that attempt you know it just was awkward and weird guy was weird it, yeah it was uh from the get-go you're like all right i'm so, in for a treat here so this was made by an italian couple an italian woman wrote mm -hmm. it and her husband directed it so you can clearly see they did not have the grasp on the english language no <laughs> they didn't even really speak english when they were directing right. they, they they had a very very loose grasp of uh, English when they were directing everybody and you know these this was filmed in like Arizona I think so it's not like these people knew how to speak Italian either no the reason this woman wrote this was she had friends become vegetarians and it pissed her off she was dude yeah. oh my god yeah. dude Scott I was literally going to say that because it would that was definitely something that I did not catch the first time I watched it this time around, I was like, what is this weird anti-PETA vibe <laughs> going on here? Where it's like, to save your life, you have to eat this double-decker bologna sandwich, which had, did you see how much bologna was uh, on that? That was a thing? lot of bologna. It was like they took the entire pack out of the thing and just stuck it in between two pieces of bread. He couldn't even fit his mouth around the shit. Well, on the, on the, um, the opposite side of that, these horrible vegetarians, uh, in the story that he tells at the beginning... He says that this beautiful woman that he couldn't take his eyes off of uh, fed him food and drink, and he ate and drank his fill while staring at her. And it shows him shows her <laughs> tipping this bowl, and like honestly, he is eating and drinking at the same time. It's a, he's yeah, what is that? I mean, that's that's gap. Like that's the the Nickelodeon slime is the best. Yeah. Way. It's like 
that weird color green that doesn't exist and it was lumpy. I mean, yeah. that's so gross. But yeah, you he ate and drank it. So yeah, that's what the the the, the guy was. Eating. It was definitely an anti uh, vegetarian message. It, it was, and it, it like got stronger and stronger as it went on. Like they, the language got like more and more coarse of the fact that vegetarians and shit as it went on. They got like more and more aggressive about how like they want to turn us into plants, those filthy vegetarians and stuff like that. Just like what is happening right now? But that's cool to hear that she really yeah. it really was someone that was pissed off about people being vegetarians. That's exactly what I got from it. For you know, for vegetarians, those goblins really push milk. Yeah, very. I weird. guess milk is not vegan. Though, not vegan. Well, yeah, but it's like yeah, you have vegan. to eat the vegetables to become a vegetable. So why isn't the chunky milk? Yeah, the yeah, spoiled the milk makes milk. it makes you a goblin, right? And how about the guy selling the milk to the to yeah. one of the dudes? So that character. that guy was not only a local that they hired. In case you didn't know that, he is actually Whoa. a local resident of the mental institution who was out on a day pass. He was he is a mentally uh, institutionalized mental patient. Is that real? 100%. Are you, are you 100%. Right he was the best actor in the whole thing. Well, yeah, him and the grandpa. Yeah, yeah. He's got like real Willem Dafoe vibes going on. And, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was. I thought, like beautifully unhinged, but it turns Just out he unhinged. wasn't acting, I guess. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Shit. One of my favorite lines in the movie is, at the beginning of the movie, uh, the daughter's boyfriend and at the beginning of the movie, the daughter is bench pressing for, I guess, 45, yes. 45 minutes because yeah, because <laughs> her mom checks in on her. She's bench pre- and she has so she has a uh, like she has this tiny bedroom and she's got a weightlifting set in her room. So she's bench pressing. Her mom goes downstairs, has a 20 minute conversation with her with her husband. We go back upstairs. She's still <laughs> bench pressing. Well, they ha- she had to yeah. bench- she had to bench press a lot so we could get as, as many close up establishing inserts of all the stuff that is in every teenage girl's bedroom. Yeah, right. Just posters of like like read by Yo Yo Mon and just like yeah, really weird close up stuff. Shit. Yeah, well, you could tell. So they didn't bother with copyright because when you go into the little boys' room. Like Batman posters and Superman yep. posters, and there was like a Montreal Expos helmet. So they yeah. they didn't even bother with yeah. copyright with this movie. But anyway, the the daughter's boyfriend sneaks into the room, and she kicks him in the balls, and he goes, "What are you trying to do? Make me a queer?" That yeah, makes, that makes no. You know, if you're if you're gay, you still have to use it. Yeah. So yeah. It, that that's like that made absolutely no. What you are you trying to make me a eunuch? That should have been the line. Or yeah, there was there was a common theme between the two movies of them just like brazenly using or not knowing how to use racist or homophobic like language and stuff. Because right. Samurai Cop kind of kind of got into that like just like totally brashly, which I guess sign of the times or something. But seeing it nowadays, now it's like wow, like. If this movie had any, you know, real bearing, uh, you know, or was taken seriously at all, it, you know, it'd be instantly canceled for that kind of stuff. You know? It's also interesting because she keeps bringing up the fact that he is gay for his boys. I think they were because when we when we cut into them waking up in the camper, they're all in bed naked with each other. Yeah. Well, my 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 favorite part with the boys by far 
was when they were driving to go try to meet them. And he was bragging about how many like hot single ladies there were going to be in <laughs> yeah. town. And, and it does a, an above shot of them going, hot single ladies. Yeah, all at the same time, <laughs> and like everything that they all say, at the same time, like they're a sports team or something. Yeah. And everything oh that they, they say throughout the whole movie is like, there's all those hot ladies. Where are the single ladies? And then when yeah, they're like, yeah. "Hey, if you go get milk, and if you see any hot ladies, tell them to come yes, our send way." Them my way. And then when they hear yes. when they hear Arnold uh, screaming, they go, "I guess he's taking somebody's virginity." And then yeah. go, no, that was a guy who goes, I guess somebody's taking his virginity. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh man. But I also loved how the one of the dad and mom's uh measure for him being a good boyfriend to her to their daughter was um that he wasn't because he spends so much time with his friends. And that's like one of the worst fucking things you could possibly do is spend time with your friends at all. You know, it was like and even later, when that, whenever they met up and the, the boyfriend finally meets up with the dad, the first thing the dad says is he goes, you're not welcome here. You spend time with your friends too much and pay no attention to my daughter. I, or he's like, I don't talk to scoundrels like that. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God, dude. These, the world, it's like a, it's the world. It feels like an alien wrote it and was just guessing at how humans well, interact with it, one another. I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like two 40 to 50 year old Italians wrote this in Italian and then tra- had it translated <laughs> yeah, into English. Yeah, yeah. Because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah totally. Two middle-aged Italian trying to write for teenage Americans. Yeah. Teenage American boys. Hey, it's the teenage American boys. What did they, yeah. they like, uh, they like the <laughs> pussy and, uh, yeah. and they smoke it a cigarette. That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> now, if anybody ever says that smoking makes you look cool, Show him the clip of Arnold outside of that RV smoking. Because he'll be like, that's yeah, right. what you look like. You look like that. And how about um, the other most hilarious part to, to me personally was when they're driving and they're, they start arguing about the guy. And then the mom goes, all right, everybody calm down. Come on. Sing. Yes. Hey, uh, you know, son, sing, sing that song I like. And he's like, and then just immediately goes into row, row, row your boat. <laughs> You can't beat that shit, man. And man you cannot she beat is that. Delighted, she is delighted. Yeah. That is her favorite oh, they, song. They they immediately go into doing the trailing thing. Yeah, you the know, round. the the overlap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the round. Like they were like they do it. I I believed it. They love that fucking song. I love the fact that she can't think of the name of it. What's the yeah. name of that? My <laughs> favorite song. <laughs> song. I love so what's much. The yeah, the song, what's it called? In a God of the Vita? Yeah. No, no, yeah. that ain't it. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> now, I will say, the movie get. I mean, I got a lot of laughs from the movie, but one legitimate thing that got a laugh for me that was supposed to be a joke is so the grandfather is visiting the family, and apparently at this point only the little boy can see him. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes to visit the little boy, and he goes into her sister's room, and she screams yeah. and runs away. And then the little boy comes. It's like, you went into the wrong room. Grandpa, Grandpa Sith, are you here? What happened? You were in the wrong room. Holly was sleeping there. I still have to learn the layout of this house. 
Well, I'm glad to see you, Grandpa. Did you see? I managed to keep them from eating. Now, you have to convince them to leave here. This is an evil place. It is the kingdom of the goblins. But why don't you tell my mommy and daddy these things? They don't listen to me. Your mother has never taken my advice. That's why she married that good-for-nothing. Powers of evil are very strong here. I must leave. But I'll be back, Joshua. I'll be back. And so I thought, okay, you know what? That that was minorly funny. Okay, that was a funny joke. I I I, I literally laughed at the joke. Not, I mean, it was bad all the way around, but I laughed at the concept of that joke. <laughs> Ella, it's right, like, right, right. Silly ghost gramps. You went to the wrong room. And then, uh, you know, the the delightful threat of uh, child abuse. <laughs> How much they threaten that the dad's gonna beat him, but then he never acts like he's gonna beat them or or says that he is. But like they're always like, hey, go beat him, and then the the daughter's like, yeah, he deserves to get the shit beat out of him for peeing on all of our food. And then when he goes in there to, yeah. to, to and he starts to pull off his belt, you're like, he's gonna hit this kid with a belt. This is dark. And he yeah, goes, no, right. I'm, I'm tightening my my pants from hunger pains. And I know yeah. about, what was his life like that he was starving right, as a yeah. child, <laughs> and now okay. he's, now is in Billbog. Now now here's the deal. You can go to a store. It's yeah. you're not in prison. That wasn't your last meal. There's not no food around. I mean, at this point, you can go. You know, you first arrive. Yeah, and, and because they don't know, they haven't been to a store. But like as we find out in the next scene, you can't go to a store. The only thing the store has is more milk. Right, but at that point, they have yeah, they no idea. It's like yeah, okay, yeah, well, there's he, no reason for them to be that mad. He peed on our food. Let's go to McDonald's. Yeah, how far is Milbog from everything? I mean, it looks like a pretty normal town. I mean, there is a forest nearby, but like that forest has a you know pretty large dirt road that looks well traveled. Yeah. So it's not like the middle of nowhere. Well, all the food that they do have is covered in it looks like green toothpaste. And I'm guessing they oh, can't I, I'm guessing they can't see that. Only the little boy can see that. Uh, because no, because it's written, it's got like it's got like enjoy like written in uh, in the green icing like they can see it i think that they just decided this looks delicious yeah oh all of God. this green food looks delicious it looks so my gross. favorite of my favorite of all of the uh food that got cooked for them was hands down the witch lady what was her name Cl Cl clarissa or something credence credence credence, credence yeah gilgood yeah gilgood yeah the uh her ancient recipe that she made for them, and it was just a Walmart cake. <laughs> and it just was just written welcome or something on there. It's like, I cooked you my favorite ancient recipe. It's just a fucking cake. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Vanilla or what? Thanks. Yeah, that was, she was something else though, right? I mean, this lady was oh, man. like height of community theater yes. acting at its best. It's just, she oh, I was, I was, was transported to high school again. She was chewing the scenery. And I, I, I this was, oh yeah. Yeah. This was her break and she knew it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But oh, she, yeah. And then, she I mean, actually, she's actually ha had a career. Her and her husband make uh, local commercials for the like cities and the local businesses around that area now. And they have for like, Milbog. 
Yeah, <laughs> yes, in Nilbog. <laughs> but uh, and like they've like I I've, one of them is like for a, an appliance store. You can Google them; they're on YouTube or whatever. But uh, cool. one of them is well, for cool. an appliance store that like the uh, guy goes, "Yeah, you could trade in your old washer, your old washing machine for uh, for money on a new one." And he wheels her in, and she's like, "Oh no, don't get rid of me!" Like that's that's like they're, <laughs> that's they're awesome. great ideas for they. But yeah. She is, uh, she's definitely committed to this part. Yeah, big time. I mean, and how could we not talk about the popcorn scene? I mean, this thing was just a work of art, wasn't it? Yeah, you know? that might have been the hottest sex scene <laughs> I've ever seen put on film. <laughs> well, I love that the popcorn in, involving pops. raw corn, or yeah, well, popcorn he, or he both. Puts, she puts the the corn in his mouth and then bites it. And then the way that the popcorn pops is you hear it popping, and it's clearly people from off camera just throwing, just throwing yeah. popcorn at them to the point where she hears, you know, they, they she got starts getting attacked or whatever, runs away, and it cuts back to him, face full of popcorn. And he's just on the bed, and he just says, "No more popcorn." <laughs> yeah. By the way, he never. We never go back to him. So is he dead yeah. from the popcorn? Is he turning like that's that's the last we see of that boy? I probably so one the oh my god gets turned into a plant yeah and then one of his one of his friends finds him and tries to drag him out of her place yeah and does she get caught does he catch does she catch him yeah she catches him because he doesn't get out and then she uh she chops him down and he's like it tickles but i think that she just turns him into if he gets turned into something I can't remember what, but she catches him trying to to pull Arnold away. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, I can't remember. Well, how about the scene where he finds out Nilbog is Goblin, spelled backwards? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I uh, that's some M Night Shyamalan shit right there. Yeah, uh, I am ashamed to admit it. it took me way too long to notice that uh, <laughs> as well, though. <laughs> uh, I got it slightly before the reveal, but it took me way longer than I'm, uh, <laughs> than I'm proud to admit. <laughs> but maybe that's why, but you're not thinking of goblins. You're thinking of trolls. You know, that's why. Yeah, yeah, right. The whole time you're like waiting for the troll to show up and it doesn't. Yeah, if it was, if the town was called Lort or, <laughs> or two Lorts, then I would have, <laughs> Lord, then I would have, uh, you know, noticed it. Maybe. Lord two, well, it would be trolls a, two it, backwards. <laughs> It would be it would be York because it's it's a a double L. So it's, oh yeah, yeah. it's York. York, yeah, <laughs> named after the the uh, Spanish settlers uh, that settled there. So yeah, and and also with that kids, I noticed that kids decoration uh, too. To go back to that real quick, how he had a uh, Detroit Lions pennant thing, and then he had a Chicago Cubs thing, and I was like, where is this family living right now? Like, no, where are they even he, fucking from? Bryce, he's just a sports fan. Oh You've yeah, never heard of yeah, a sports naturally. fan. Yeah, he he's a fan of all of it because he had the, yeah, you're right. the Calgary too, hockey too team on there. there yeah. you know? and he had the Montreal too... Expos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hey, you know what the you know what the little American kids are like? They like it a sports. Yeah, they like, like it a sports. sports. Get it, get it a sports fans. <laughs> he likes a Detroit and Chicago. They in the same state. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and not uh, a single Mario poster though. You know, interesting. No, but we do have the Garfield Aries T-shirt. Yes, the the horoscope Garfield T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what the hell? So at one point in the movie, 
the daughter is doing a dance routine in front of a yeah. mirror. Yeah, that they take a break. They they make sure it gets in there. Yeah, and it's like a whole five minute thing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, one of her dance nice moves is like um, when you put when you make goggles with your fingers and put them over your eyes. That was one of her dance moves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's nothing. That, that that's music, nothing worse than, than that TikTok music was today. Banging too. Well, the whole score is pretty pretty legit. You got to oh, admit yeah. that whole oh, yeah. thing with is it's all synth. It's like oh, I was very having, I was having fun with that sucker. And then especially when they were they were doing that big uh, party at the house near the end, and even the supposed country hoedown music they were playing was all on that fake like violin synth <laughs> yeah. sound, you know. But but in that in that um in that old timey, you know, Dixie down under sounding. Uh... <laughs> and uh, so apparently they have part of Stonehenge in this little town, either Stonehenge. They have part of Stonehenge yeah. in the town. So but it's squeezed, squeezed together as, with as little hole between the two pieces of Stonehenge as possible. So as not to see the lighting apparatus behind it. Behind it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. The so, the use of the use of just like party city fog machines in this movie uh, astounds me. Like they yeah. they really, I mean, this movie I, it it couldn't have cost like anything, but like I bet every dollar of this budget went, we see on screen because like it's just they spent <laughs> it on on fog machines and popped popcorn. Like they knew what they were doing. It cost a hundred thousand dollars. I I'm wow. I'm surprised. And, and half of that was was for green food coloring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody in this movie was from like Salt Lake City, Utah. Like George George Hardy, the guy that played Michael. I mean, not Michael. Uh, the dad. Uh, he is a dentist, and he was a dentist then, and he is still a dentist now. Like these were all just the only one who was like trying to be an actor was the the boy. Wow, so, yeah, I didn't it, know that. Yeah, yeah, they're all just like locals. They just went there and and cast them all. So like nobody, nobody was uh, union. So like all the money was, you see it is, is up on stage. So a hundred thousand dollars. That, that's why it, it still looks as good as it does for being as crappy as it is. Yeah, yeah. I will say this: there were a couple of interesting shots, like at the end where the kid is walking through the kitchen and they're panning. And there's mm-hmm. a there's a glass pitcher on the counter, so it you know you catch his image through the glass pitcher. Pitcher, it's like okay, that was yeah, that, that was a shot. That was a movie shot, a shot you would see in a movie. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, everything everything in the movie was like it's not you know expert cinematography or anything, but like the lighting was great. Everything you could see everything the way you're supposed to. Everything looked like it was framed. We need this shot to look like this, you know. I yeah. we need this one to match the next shot. Like there, these people knew how to make a film. It still looked like a movie. It's still you can follow as bananas as it is. You can follow the whole movie, and the entire time you're watching it, you never get bored. That's what makes this such a great bad film. You know, there's more. Right. There's more questioning of. It's not like why did this happen as much as like what the hell is happening? Like what is happening next? to in this craziness you think they succeed they all all the family puts their hands on stonehenge and the grandfather is the the power of goodness 
will yeah. destroy the goblins. So, so they put their hands on Stonehenge, and I guess just think good thoughts. I don't. know. Yeah. <laughs> what is the? What is and the? They little, all have to do it together. Yeah, and then the little the little goblin goes, "Oh no, our queen needs us." <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, even after all that, you find out that uh, it didn't even work. So it just. Uh, uh, you know, I was kind of bummed out by that. I was, I was rooting for the family. You know, oh, you gotta have the the twist. you gotta have that that uh, what do you call it? The Carrie ending. Yeah. You know, have you ever? You probably right. haven't seen that movie, but you gotta have that no, that, that uh, you know, like like Friday the Thirteenth, which Scott, you were on our podcast covering That's the right. original Friday the Thirteenth. And spoiler alert: that has a, a shock pop ending. You know, right. where it's like it's the end, or is it? Uh, same like with uh, same with Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, every ever since like the end of Carrie, that's sort of the how you know a lot of horror films, it's part of the the formula, if you will. Well, so before we get to the ending ending, one of my and I don't know why I love this scene so much, but I do. They drive back home and uh, the dad goes, Okay, I'm gonna drop you off. I gotta go to work. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna go right to work after all that he's gonna go right to work driving right to work you know that's that is a that is a, a commentary on uh american capitalism right is what that is yeah no days off here <laughs> take your, yeah no you you took your yeah. days you took your days and anyway so the movie ends with the mom and the son the son's like, I'm going to take a nap. And the mom's like, I'm going to take a bath. And the son goes up into his room and he starts hearing stuff. And then a base of softball comes bouncing down the stairs and written uh, it, with that green shit. Yum. Yeah. Mommy tastes yummy or something <laughs> like that. Mommy tastes <laughs> yeah. good. Mommy tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> and he runs upstairs. And this is so he runs upstairs. There's a bunch of green stuff in the bathtub. And then he comes back downstairs and the trolls are eating his mom in the kitchen, which means she got into the shower. They turned her into a plant. They carried her downstairs and put her on the kitchen table to eat her. Yeah. Yeah. Where you would eat. I mean, naturally. It's dinner time, Scott. When you see the the softball roll down, you know that these these goblins are very, uh, like, they take a page out of the Evil Dead Deadite book, where it's not enough that they're just going to eat you and torture you. They're going to make sure that they psychologically damage you by taunting the fact that they're eating your mom, bringing her naked dead body onto the table to eat it in front of you. Which, by the way, you see her, like, half uh, mutilated like, boob. Like, boob. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They, they made, yeah, that was It's, it's the most graphic scene. Next to the next to yeah. the popcorn uh, sex scene, it's the most graphic scene. Well, before this all happens, she takes a bowl of apples out of the refrigerator. And what kind of fucking psycho? Yeah. Keep, what psycho keeps a bowl yeah. of apples in the refrigerator? <laughs> but she takes these apples oh, out of the refrigerator man. and starts eating it. So, and I guess they poison the apple because anyway, I don't know. Well, and, she, and, like, and of course you know, she had to comment on it, like, "Oh, this apple tastes so fresh." Yes. Mm. Well, you know <laughs> like, what? After oh yeah, that's, how, after that's, sending, that's what people do in the we, you do have to remember that they have now spent you know the the four or five days at Nilbog where they did not eat, so I'm sure she's starving. I mean, I, true. Uh, 
the dad would have definitely eaten an apple too if he didn't have to rush right off to work. So <laughs> he was hungry. And the kid well, and also, Scott, don't forget they take great pride in their refrigerator. Yeah. So they you you they make sure they use that sucker for a refrigerator, an oven, every. a microwave, all the yeah. all the comfort <laughs> and, uh, amenities. Yeah. So that was uh, Troll Two. Any other comments on Troll Two before we move on? I mean, if you haven't seen it, you have to go watch it. It's so good, and yeah, it, it's it's worth it. It's it's one of the few bad movies that. Uh, I mean, definitely watch it with other people if you can. But like, it is one of the 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 bad movies that I love where you can watch it by yourself. Yeah, I second that. Yeah, yeah. I I third that. All right, so now we're moving on to Samurai Cop. Came out the next year, nineteen ninety one. Has a forty seven percent on IM on on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes and a four point five on IMDb. Forty seven percent, and I'm I'm guessing that's on. Good bad reviews, not actual right. Reviews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this uh, I, I think this, this one, one was also discovered. You know, like this is this is like this movie. It doesn't feel like it was released. It feels like it escaped. You know, so like someone found this movie, much like that Miami Connection or whatever. Like it, it didn't exist because it didn't come out, and then somebody found it, and that's why people are rating it higher at this point. You know what I mean? Because this is rough. I hadn't seen it before, uh, uh, as opposed to Troll Two, and uh, you know I gotta say I, I agree with the with those uh, ratings, man. I, I had a blast watching this movie uh, in the best way. Um, I laughed my ass off the entire time. Chase was very like making me not look forward to seeing this because he was so, you know pissed off about how poorly it was made or whatever yeah I, but man i gotta say man the di- uh, this might have the best dialogue of any movie i've ever watched in my life and <laughs> i gotta i i you know, i was laughing start to finish and and also because of things that you've taught me about framing and shit how terribly everything is framed just added to how hilarious it was to me see that frustrates the shit out of me it's like this yeah. makes it where i can't watch it i can't watch it that's like none of it has continuity they, the one exists in no world the yeah, this this person doesn't know how to make a movie and they didn't try like every, this is not it doesn't work it's every awful. close-up has like three feet of headroom all of the close-ups had to be like reshot and you can tell because uh joe has a fucking lady's wig on in all of the fucking close-ups. So, like, if you're going to do anything, shoot, like, from his forehead down. Don't show us the wig with the ball cap that just, wig like, was gingerly fucking sitting incredible. on top. Yeah. That wig was amazing. <laughs> it was so... I don't even know what they were thinking, dude. I'll tell you what they were thinking. I, I just, like... He... The, I, the guy shot the movie, and he was like, all right, y'all are done. And then tell him, oh, we might need reshoots, realizing he didn't know what he was doing from the beginning. So they needed to like reshoot half the movie because they just didn't have like uh, the shot, reverse shot stuff. So then he calls uh, Matthew, Matthew Kadaris, the, the, I guess, titular samurai cop. Um, he, they call uh-huh. him back and he's already cut his hair. And well, during did- that movie, he was called Matt Hannon. He ha- he's changed his name, but during that mm-hmm. movie, he was Matt Hannon. Did you see the Did fight he... scene where the wig came off? Yeah. 
Yeah, they couldn't even oh, edit. They, that. Oh yeah, they go back and watch it. There's a oh. fight scene, and the 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 wig comes off. It's like you couldn't <laughs> even edit around that. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's like it's very obvious that they had three guns because <laughs> it's all. Yeah, everybody the has the same gun. <laughs> Was that toy Smith and Wesson with the white handle and shit? And then the one I had that gun. Shotgun. I had that toy gun as a kid. So, so Scott, why don't you try to try to give us a uh, a synopsis on this one? Oh, or oh. a story, not even plot. We oh. don't even need to get bogged down with plot. Just a okay. just a general story. Yeah, there, there's a there's a Japanese gang in Los Angeles, and a cop on the Los Angeles Police Department brings in a cop from San Diego who's an expert on Japanese culture to help them stop the <laughs> Japanese game. Now, such as there were no trolls in Troll 2, there are very little Japanese in the Japanese game. Yeah, yeah, Scott, here's the question I want to know. What is a samurai cop and does this movie answer that question? No. <laughs> there's, two things, there's two things it could be, right? And this movie could be about either of them, and I think it's about neither. A samurai cop is either a samurai who is also a cop. Now, our our hero, I guess you call him, if you uh, like <laughs> like sexually aggressive kind of rapey dudes, uh, yeah. he is, uh, or what I, I call him, a yoke, uh, yoked um, Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> That's what he looks like. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so he. He is neither, he is a cop, but he is not a samurai. So the only other explanation of what this movie is, is that he is a cop of samurais. So like he polices samurais. And that's why they called him in for this for this Asian or Japanese, they don't say Yakuza. So like the right. Japanese mob to, to stop this mob of samurais. There are two Japanese people in this Japanese mob. The rest, it's this multicultural gang there's there's black yeah. people there's white people there's young people there's women it was like, and it was like they, it was like a mcdonald's commercial from the 1970s it's like everybody works here yeah it's ahead of its time really it's it's basically star trek yeah <laughs> although although the the who you don't really find out is like watching it the main bad guy is the Japanese guy, right? Right. But like the main bad guy is actually well, yeah. is actually Robert Zadar, but he's supposed to be Japanese because his name is Yamashita Yamashita. So like is he supposed to be Japanese? I'm just glad they didn't do the Japanese makeup on his eyes. It was like <laughs> I, I was just oh, I'm just man. glad they didn't do that. I'm surprised uh, they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't, but yeah. So I had not seen this one. Oh, really? I had heard of it. Yeah, I had heard of it, but I had never actually seen it. I was thinking of Sergeant Kabuki Man in NYPD. This is like bird dick level <laughs> bad, you know. So, so, uh, but Robert Zadar, like, I knew him from the Maniac Cop series. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Maniac Cop and the far superior Maniac Cop 2 loses a few points because Bruce Campbell's not in it as much as he is in the first Maniac Cop. But I thought Robert Zadar looked weird in Maniac Cop because he was this undead ghost cop. And then I realized in this movie that that's, that's his face. Uh, the other, I mean, he has scars in Maniac Cop, but like in this, he's got a big, he's got a cherubism or something it's called. 
So like his his face is distracting that they don't mention it. I think if you watch his movies as they go along, his this sounds mean, but his face gets worse. The disease gets worse as he gets it's like older. yeah, it's like a, a pituitary thing or something, something like that. And like it just won't stop growing. In his later films, his face is just big and puffy. It just looks odd, and it's just. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead, but it just looks weird. Grow a good beard. Well, I would, and that's what I would say. I would say if I had that, I'd be wearing a beard the whole, all the time. But yeah, and this is this is his only movie with a beard. Yeah. Wow. But I will say, check out Maniac Cop Two. It is got some of the best chase sequences ever. And Bruce, better than this movie? <laughs> no, nothing is nothing is better than the chases in this movie. And just one more, oh, man, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell did not want to be in Maniac Cop 2. That's why he gets killed off early. Yeah, yeah. He gets killed off in like one second. He didn't want to do it because his wife, uh, he was dating the star and then they broke up. And also he was like, he wanted to do, I think it was right around the same time that they were going to start doing uh, Army of Darkness. Mm. And so, you know, he'd much rather do that. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? But yeah. Yeah. but yeah, no, this one, the the chase scene at the very beginning is probably one of the best things because there's a helicopter that or no, that does is, nothing. Does absolutely nothing. Does nothing does, but says, I can see the van. How it, does how does yeah, she see the yeah, van? It's like it's a crash. And how are they talking oh, to him? Yeah. Like, how are they yeah, even they, talking yeah. to each other? Yeah. And then, and then oh, like no. they're like, he's getting in a boat. You'll never find him. Yeah, you will. It's yeah. the one that says it's a fucking rental. It says yeah. it, it big look for the big neon pink letters on the sign that says this guy rented this boat. Because everybody knows if you're gonna make a, a multi-million dollar drug deal, rent a boat. Just rent yeah. it. Yeah. That's where you oh, that's yeah. where you skip in this deal. I was gonna say I loved how he, he found his time to uh ask her to keep it warm for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh during this yeah. chase. He Which, hits. Oh my God! The dialogue. I mean, he, it's not even hitting. He sexually harasses every female he sees. Like no, but but the but the things that the girls say in this movie are equally insane. I man. mean, everybody's that in the samurai. Scene, that scene when that scene when he was talking to the nurse, I I laughed. I had to pause the movie and like keep. I was watching it at work and I had to like try to control my laughter because I could not stop laughing at the like progression of that because I wasn't expecting it at all and the, when she busted out with the do you want to fuck me <laughs> I was like I can't believe this do you like what you see I love what I see would you like to touch what you see yes yes I would would you like to go out with me uh huh Yes, I would. Would you like to fuck me? Bingo. Well, then let's see what you've got. Doesn't interest me. Nothing there. Nothing there? Just exactly what would interest you? Something the size of a jumbo jet? Have you been circumcised? Yeah, I have. Why? Well, your doctor must have cut a big portion of it off. No, he, uh, he was a good doctor. Good doctors make mistakes, too. 
That's why they buy insurance. Hey, don't worry. I got enough. It's big. I want bigger. Well, I kept and I kept thinking like it was gonna I kept thinking it was gonna come back on him like one of them was gonna get mad. Like I thought that like he had a relationship with one of them, but no, it's not until the third right. one that he meets that he starts yeah. a relationship with her and but, she's but, the bad guy. But after they already established that her and her and uh, the helicopter cop lady are have this flirtatious thing, then he hits on the nurse, then you find out he's only been there for a week. Yeah. <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? And he's just when they go and talk to him. The... <laughs> uh, and, yeah. He's and you know how you team. you know how you figure out he's been there for a week? They do a scene where they said, "You've been here for one week." I know I've been here for one week. You know how long you've been here? For? I've I've heard one week more yeah. than in the song "One <laughs> Week" by the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, yeah, and like exactly. But the one thing that is weird is like this this like we're best buds like cop partners relationship that he and and the uh his partner have and like they don't know each other i love how he tells him to shoot people just like quick yeah, yeah, yeah. quick shoot shoot quick shoot shoot, him. shoot quick shoot him shoot him like i know shoot i'm trying to shoot him he's <laughs> hanging out the car with his gun shoot him <laughs> yeah. shoot him shoot him <laughs> And, and then, and then the other thing of it is, the other thing of it is that uh, because there's only like one gun, the bad guys never have the gun if they're in the same frame. So whenever they're in the same frame, they go freeze and then shoot as they're saying freeze and then kill the guy unarmed. <laughs> it's only yeah, when they're yeah, on, yeah. on, you know, clearly on different days because the sunlight doesn't match and yeah, the, the trees yeah. or the background. Yeah. They'll be like, they'll be like sitting there shooting. It's like that scene in UHF where they're like two feet away from each other. Yeah. And he's missing yeah. and he's doing that. Oh. And then he'll just shoot them from across the, yeah, it's just, it's oh, yeah. all poorly done. It's, or what about, just fucking what about a beautiful work of what art? What about the restaurant that has this, uh, you know, like gorgeous floor to ceiling window looking over the bay. And then the reverse shot is clearly somebody's one bedroom apartment. <laughs> with dude can we talk about that lion head for a second i can't be the only person that noticed no. that thing dude it was like the it was like the director insisted on it being in frame because they would be more focused on that than the girl talking well bryce i gotta tell you and it was the ugliest looking thing i've ever seen in my life dude it was like <laughs> you're you're new to understanding how movies are made there's a little thing we like to call in the business we like to call production value. And if you have a lion oh, head, sure, yeah, you are yeah. putting that thing in every frame. Yeah. You are framing that up. That is production and he, value. And he goes back to it after that whole like 10 minute scene. There's a whole other scene with it in it. And he still insists on keeping it like the subject of the framing. It's um it's unreal. And it's got like googly eyes, dude. Well, the, the only oh, thing that amazing. has better reactions than that lion head are all of the reactions of yeah, the partner that the they partner, just like, yeah. keep and they like every time they cut to him, it's like they break that 180 180 degree rule. So it, it, every it takes time. you out of the 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 scene because you're like, wait, where how is he over here now? Yeah. But they'll he'll be in yeah. the middle of talking and it just cuts to him and he just goes like yeah, yeah, yeah just like, like almost like he's reacting via like silent you know, telepathy yeah. or something in a whole other room, you like know? nodding or or shaking his head like this fucking yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I right. love the fact that there's a dentist office in the hospital because yeah. they're, yeah. Right, they're doing, that, they go, they're right, doing that scene in front of a yes. dentist door. So it's like, do they have dentists in hospital? 
whenever I go get my teeth cleaned, I uh, I I definitely want it to be next to the morgue. Yeah. Why? Oh, she also is. She's also going in to take out the trash in her laundry <laughs> basket. Yeah, that, yeah. By the way, Robert Zadar cannot fit in that laundry basket when it's when she's pushing it, and she is maybe a hundred pounds soaking wet, and she's pushing yeah. this like three hundred pound like block of muscle in this. Oh yeah. Part. When he comes out of that thing, it was um, yeah, that was like a I don't know, like a who like the reveal of a Houdini trick or something. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? The way it looks. And by the way, the guy gets shot in the neck, so they shoot him in the neck. Which is never mentioned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they shoot him in the yeah. neck, they crash, and the guy is on fire. And it's an obvious stunt man because he's on fire, he's lying on the ground, and he looks directly into the camera like, Are you guys going to put me out? What's going on? Yeah, yeah put me out now. <laughs> yeah. And then it's the, the other actors had to go put yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> you get it? Well, you know, like that's the thing with that, with that with that stunt like yeah that's a very popular stunt especially in the like 80s and 90s at that time yeah. and yeah. so like but the thing that you do is you go until you you have to hold your breath because if you breathe while you have fire on you you inhale fire so when you're done you lay down and they they have to come and spray you down with a fire extinguisher to put you out so like when he lays down he's expecting to be put out and nobody's yeah. doing it because <laughs> they're awful and they want him dead <laughs> I loved the uh, the line of the nurse or whenever they came to check on him after that. And she was like, uh, uh, can he talk or whatever? And she was like, of course not. His lips are so badly burned or whatever. <laughs> not, not that he got shot in the neck. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. His lips are so badly burned. It was like, oh, he, yeah, yeah. I never talk with chap lips. He can't talk, but he could, uh, but he can moan. He's like, yeah. oh. Yeah, hello. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, amazing. Why did why have they not induced a medical coma? Why have they not done that? Because why is he exactly, Scott, yeah. yeah. Because Scott, the the dentist that is next door <laughs> is the dentist from the little shop of horrors, and he is using all of the drugs. He's using all the he's using anesthesia. All of the oh, yeah. anesthesia on himself. He's that using is why all he is, drugs. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by far my favorite character of the movie which was the waiter in the restaurant (laughs) this guy making his choices and just he was the he was the credence of this movie basically (laughs) and he only had the one scene no here's the thing i want to see that guy's movie like that's the movie i want to see and he thinks he is i mean he doesn't think he is funny he's hilarious right even the even the, the 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 other cop uh Frank Washington. The other cop is like comments on like this guy, where is he going? Like it's yeah, yeah, he gets more reactions from him. <laughs> he keeps but yeah. like he really wants to know everything about him too. He's like, wait, what's your last name? Where do you yeah, live? Yeah. We need oh to talk God. to you more. Frank is black. Is it not more on the nose that the name of the black cop is Frank Washington? Washington. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, right. Wow, I know. You, I no know. subtlety there. That uh, that fucking line, man. When when he was like, uh, "What's your name?" and they do like the most typical joke, especially of that time, where oh yeah, Latin people and Hispanic people have long names that Americans can't pronounce, right? So he does the <laughs> long first name, and then he goes, "Oh wow, what's your second name?" And he goes, no, nah, come on, let's get out of here. And you think it's going to end there. <laughs> no, it cuts to the next scene where they're getting into the car 
and they've con- and the, the fucking talking about Frank it. Frank is still curious and he goes, Man, why didn't you let him tell me his last name? <laughs> and then Samurai Cop goes, Man, if I would have let you tell if I would have let him tell you his last name, it would have been a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that blonde girl? Oh, her name is Jennifer. She's the boss. The boss? You mean she owns this place? Her mother owns the place. Where's her father? Bang. Killed? Who shot him? He. Who? Him. Who's him? Himself. Oh, he committed suicide. Yes. <laughs> Listen, when you see Jennifer alone, tell her, tell her I think she's very lovely. I'll do that. Tell her, tell her I'll try to see her soon. Good. I'll help you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like cops. My cousin's a cop. Oh, really? Where? In Costa Rica. Oh. Good. What's your name? Alfonso Rafael Federico Sebastian. This is my first name. Uh, what's your last name? Oh, uh, that's all right. We just need your first name. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. After my cousin, I know you. Why didn't you let me hear his last name? Oh, come on, man. His last name would have made a book. The way he hammers that line with, like, such hatred. It was just like, I could not believe what I was hearing, man. It was like, wow, man. Those, those were the times, you know. I don't know if he is gay, but he's playing it very, very fake. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. scene means nothing. You could cut that scene out At- of the movie, and it means yeah, absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They just thought, you're right. They thought, oh, this is... This is the, the, the killer joke of the movie. Yeah, right this here. is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and no, the thing not, is, oh, the joke's not funny, and the and the cop's timing is off. So that it's so supposed bad. to be what's yeah. the, what's his second name? And it's supposed to be let's get it. And it's just oh this, right, this, right, this right. Poor, that was the joke. His poor timing. Yeah, I mean, they could not have cast a better person to be the star of their movie. I mean. When you are looking for the star of your film, you want absolute deadness behind those eyes, yeah. and he has it. And he is so tan that his eyes are very yeah. noticeable. <laughs> like they pop, man. He's so tan, yet he, yeah. yet he can get, and his face can get so red. I think he got cast on how how red he can make his face when he like yeah. Yeah. screams. Yeah, yeah, it is just something else, man. And then there's scenes in the movie that are yellow that are just yellow yeah, yeah. I don't, how how did they manage that it's the, that's just that's yeah. bad film stock they yeah. just got it had, they, yeah, they were that, probably it was probably tailies or something else yeah well yeah. yeah they were using they probably just used the overhead light in the apartment like in the yeah when, when she, uh uh the female henchwoman uh who is unnamed but uh she's so famous that she has one name in real life she is Cameron, you know, like Cher <laughs> and Sting. Her name is Cameron. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, uh, I looked up Cameron because of her one name, and she is in one episode of Seinfeld as an uncredited extra, and okay. and she is on uh, Star uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. She is in forty three episodes, all as, uncredited. 
Is this the this is the chick that he falls in love with? That's no, part of this the... is the oh. this is the the henchwoman, the one that's pushing um Zadar around in the oh, in the basket. Oh, oh, yeah, the one yeah, that yeah, he yeah. eventually okay. bangs. Oh. Is that's that right. the one yeah, that he bangs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Can we talk yeah. about all yeah, the yeah. awkward sex scenes in this movie? Oh, the the sex scene with the with the big uh, Japanese guy is real gross. But then it's even more gross when <laughs> when like these when when what's her name and, and and what's his face the samurai cop are like having their sex scene and they clearly hate each other. No chemistry whatsoever. <laughs> he, he he looks like he doesn't even know what no. to do. He looks like he's never seen a naked woman before, let alone have to like kiss one on camera. You know. And then like the way that they like kiss and they're like naked basically kissing outside on rocks and then they go back inside to like have sex and then they go back outside to kiss on the rocks some more it's it's yeah it's very weird here's the thing kissing is gross yeah oh yeah i've watched enough bachelorette and watching people kiss is gross and hearing people kiss is gross (laughs) yeah that's you. You know what you don't see in porn? A lot of kissing, because it's yeah. gross. Unless that's your thing. It's true. But I mean, the true. only time, the only time that, like, when you see like good kissing, like the quote unquote good chemistry, it's very directed, it's very technical, and it's hard to get there. You know, when it's just like real people or normal people, which I mean, I know that these people are technically actors, but that's using the word very loosely. Like yeah. this is this is basically like watching people kiss on bachelorette or bachelor like it's really gross it's really noisy and it's yeah. real awkward that's gross it's absolutely gross yeah yeah because everyone knows girls have cooties and then the dial what about you know and then we had the typical police chief oh man that guy zone. was amazing get the oh, fuck out talk- of my office <laughs> but we have to talk about the last scene that he did with them where he was like go out there kill all those fuckers like overusing like doesn't know how to cuss you know yeah yeah like sounds so unnatural and then he's like he's like and then we'll come back and turn in our badges and ride out into the sunset it's like are you okay are things going okay that's not how it works that's not how it works like i think something's wrong with chief man i think there's trouble at home or something man he He is snapped this fucking guy does not give a fuck anymore yeah, it was like it was like dialogue written by an absolutely no. I was I was telling Chase this. This movie felt like uh, an eight year old writing what he thinks adults do. It so does. It does. Awkward. It does have a resemblance to. There was a a show on Adult Swim that was written by like an eight year old called uh, Axe Cop, and it's just like this eight year old just writes it, all the dialogue, all the story, and then he animated it. It had like uh, Ron, uh, not Ron Swanson. That's not his real name. Um, uh, Nick, 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 uh, uh, Offerman. Nick Offerman uh, was the voice of Axe Cop, and like they have this full like cast, but it's all written by a child, and that's what this sounds like. You're exactly right. Yeah. Well, well once again, yeah. I, the filmmaker was not an American. I think he might have been Israeli, but once again, it was not. It was somebody trying to do an American. We had somebody try. Uh, you know, Amir uh, Shervin. Amir Shervin. Shervin. Yeah. The first movie we had somebody try to do a, a horror movie and this one we had somebody try to do an action movie yeah. action yeah. what they thought an american action movie should be and they once again they had no concept none at all 
and and apparently so bad that they couldn't even get picked up by uh, Canon Films, uh, which well, was around Canon, at the time, right? No, Canon was already. Uh, oh, was it already debunked? Or, yeah, I mean, they, uh, they had well, they had at least the original run oh, the of Canon had already gone out of oh. or gone bankrupt because they they went bankrupt on uh, Superman Four and uh, Masters of the Man. Universe, which those right. were both in like '89. Oh, right, oh. because they took money. They took money from Superman 4 and put it in the Masters of the Universe. That's why Superman 4 looks so shitty. They took like well, $8 million from that. and Yeah, and let's be honest, Superman 4 wasn't going to not look shitty anyway. No. Huh. But this movie, it even starts off bad. It starts... I've never seen a movie start so abruptly. It, yeah. <laughs> it starts in like mid... mid, mid song. There's yeah. no lead up. It's like... It's like they let the song play like three seconds and then they hit record and started the opening credits. It it opens wrong. It the movie, oh, yeah. the first three seconds of the movie is wrong. It's <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and you're immediately seeing those aforementioned shots of the you know, anytime there's dialogue, it has to only be their head and three feet of uh, sky above them or three feet of yeah. space above them. You see that right away. And how about the one guy that uh, when they were uh, at a club or something and one guy with a bat steps up and goes, I'll take these guys or I'll handle these guys and proceeds to do the worst, like <laughs> least menacing, uh, you know, flips with a bat you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah. That shit was, uh, oh man. Well, speaking yeah. of shitty, so at the, we're going to jump around here. At the end, Samurai Cop and Robert Dazar have a sword fight, which is yes. cranked up so it's under cranked so much it looks like a Benny Hill sketch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> they speed it like it is. Oh, it's bad. No, yeah, none of the motions fit. None of the edits fit with what they're doing. You know, in motion. Uh, you well, know, and like nobody, nobody choreographed it. Nobody knew how to do swords. They figured it out themselves. Yeah, and you can tell. Yeah. I loved how, like, before that, right before that went down, they did a close-up of Robert Zadar unsheathing his sword, and you could see how, like, shittily chipped it was and everything. It was, like, one of the <laughs> yeah. worst-looking... And it's also, it's ever. also like, comically small, because it's, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, the secondary... It's not the... It's not actually a katana. It's, like, that right, lower right. katana that they, you know... So like, they're both using these tiny swords. And Robert right. Zadar is huge. Like, he's a mountain of a man. Yeah. I also love the fact we've touched on that that Frank is a black man, and we're reminded of this through the entire movie. Oh, that's right. Because of all the black... At one point, the bad guys break into his home and grab his dick, and it's like, oh, yeah, you don't tell me where Samurai Cop lives. I'm going to relieve you of this black gift of yours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they keep commenting. It's like the boss is gonna burn my ass black, and it's like your ass is already black. It's- yes, <laughs> that was more of that 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 type of dialogue, which was racist, inherently the racist. racist yeah. That they like- thought was so hilarious that they were gonna get it in there, and not well, just once, but twice and three times, baby. It's that special kind of racist where it's like 
is it a joke and also is it a stereotype that like black people have a black butt like it's not even there's no joke to the joke <laughs> yes you know? right right black people have black butts yeah and, yeah, and black right. men and have black penises it, that's how it right. is <laughs> and oh. and i think and speaking of poorly framing and correct me if i'm wrong when the when the bad guys come in frank just got out of the shower and so during this whole scene you think he's supposed to be naked but it's framed so poorly you can see that he's wearing underwear. yeah yeah he's wearing, yeah, he's underwear. wearing underwear yeah yeah so yeah. he's supposed to be naked shower. yeah he's supposed to be naked but it's it's filmed and framed so poorly you can clearly see that he's wearing like bikini briefs well he's worried about his black gift he doesn't want yes. to get burned in the shower yeah, right. so he has yeah, to wear a right. speedo <laughs> So the the Japanese mob with the one Japanese guy left because we we they've killed the one other Japanese guy. So now there's one Japanese guy left in this Japanese mob. They're like, we got to kill all these cops, but if we kill him, it can be linked to us. And then Robert Desar- Robert Desar goes, why don't we hire out of town people? And he's like, oh, yeah. yes, do that. And then Robert Desar goes out with them to kill them. <laughs> They specifically yeah. hired yeah, right. those people not to be That's connected right. with the murders, and he goes out with those people to murder the yeah, cops. Yeah, to do it. Well, what's even what's Maybe even like better? The field general of it. Yeah. Well, the the best scene is at the you know after they're it's when they're at the the restaurant or whatever, and then like they're leaving and they're all getting attacked, and Robert uh, Zadar is standing at the the corner of the porch, and he just one by one point like he's like, all right, you go. And then he waits until he dies. And then it cuts back to him and he pushes another guy out. And so it's one by one, letting them attack. One. Instead of, you got like 10 guys. Get them all to swarm the guys and then they might have a chance. But no, he sends them out one at a time so that they can get shot, so that they can trade the guns. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, there was, uh, during all that, there was one disturbing scene where I thought it was disturbing they go to the female, the horny female cop's house, and she's making something on the stove, and they grab oh, yeah. her and pull up her shirt and pour hot grease on her stomach. Now, that right. was that's kind of effective. That was kind of effective scene. I mean, if that was in a better movie, I could see yeah. where that would be an effective scene in a, right. in a gritty police drama. Or they had the right idea for you know, making yeah. them... Yeah, making them seem I mean, like terrible in, in, people. In this movie, it seemed like they would do that and then make a joke about like her getting turned on by having hot grease poured on her or something. I'm surprised they didn't. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you would yeah. expect in something like this. And by right. the way, we don't see her again. We have no idea what happened. No. She's oh, out of the movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> she probably got killed. Yeah, I'm guessing people. that she did. Yeah. Samurai Cop doesn't care anymore because he found uh, that's the, right. the chick in the gang. So yeah. he's nailing the, the restaurant. Yeah, he's nailing the restaurant set. owner. The yeah, restaurant yeah. owner's daughter who's dating the the Japanese the head boss. of the Japanese gang. Yeah. Okay, and we were talking about so he's been in town for a week. He's a cop. His house is a mansion on the yeah. beach. <laughs> Did you see that he lives in a mansion with a swimming pool oh, out yeah. there? And he's three yeah, steps away right. from the beach. Well, I, I feel like I feel like when you uh, when you are a samurai cop, it's much like being the uh, like the pastor of like a church. Like when you go to a new uh, police department, they give you a house. Like you have that that yeah. house that the parishioners pay for. So that must be the samurai cop house. Yeah, yeah he's the be. local samurai cop. Yeah, so. yeah. 
He's the regional samurai cop, so they have to they have to pull out the stops for him, you know, whenever yeah, he comes yeah. to town. And so, and here's another. <laughs> this movie is so fucking dumb. But okay, <laughs> they go from cop's house to cop's house to find out where samurai cop lives because I guess he's been in town for a week. They don't know where he lives. However, one of the gang tracks samurai cop to the church where he picks up his girlfriend. Why not follow him to his home. house? Yeah, right. You know where yeah. he, 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 all you had to do is follow him. You <laughs> found him, follow him home. Well, they couldn't follow him home because they didn't have a helicopter. They no. needed the helicopter <laughs> to be able we'll to spot see, his see, car. Able to see the car, yeah. The, the helicopter that could see the, the car from above all of the skyscrapers in LA. Both and, mo- and in carry both sound movies, without calm devices. Yeah. yeah. In both movies. <laughs> All the actors have magnificent eyesight. In this movie, they could see from a helicopter. In Troll 2, they can see a caravan from like eight miles away and gives her the finger. Wow. Everybody has. Yeah, that's right. They're driving by. They're driving by at 55 miles an hour and they can see this this caravan three miles away. Oh, that's them. That's them. That's them. (laughs) anything Anything else on Samurai Cop? Well, uh, Bryce, you'll be excited to know that in yeah. 2015, uh, amongst all the hype of this of Samurai Cop, uh, they made a sequel. Oh, I did oh. see that. Yeah, Samurai that Cop Two: an Deadly Vengeance. Um, the cast list is uh, Joe and Frank are back. Whoa. They've been estranged, like estranged partners, and they're back to team up to investigate a series of assassinations. All right. Uh, this cast list is stacked with names like Bai Ling, who if you you've never seen Crank, so you probably don't know Bai Ling, but uh, no, she is insane. She okay. is un, unhinged. Uh, but uh, this name you will know, and it is at, at the top of everyone's terrible movie list. Mister Tommy Wiseau is in this. No. Movie. Yep. Oh wow. And then what looks to be a lot of porn stars. Oh, and Joe Estevez. Oh, Joe Estevez is in it. Joe, Joe Estevez. Dude, I'll have to watch it then. That's neat. You're a fan of Joe he Estevez? Does, well, he does. He does uh, a lot of work with Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington on the uh, on Cinema Universe, mm. uh, all the way into the Decker Universe, and uh, and it's good stuff. And he's a he's a real good sport. And so yeah, by by that kind of proxy, I'm a big Joe Estevez guy. You know. Well, then it, this movie was made for you. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, right, I guess. It, it, it's like Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, Joe Estevez. It's like, how Joe did, Estevez, how did yeah. you miss that boat, Joe? How did yeah. you miss that boat? <laughs> yeah. If you're interested, Robert Dazar and Joe Estevez made a movie together called Meltdown. I would, I would highly recommend looking that up. I think, okay. it's, I think right. it's free on YouTube. But okay, and Robert, (laughs) you know how I said how he looks, he begins to look terrible. He looks awful in that movie. You feel sorry for him. He looks so bad in that movie. Um, But it's hilarious. No beard, though. No beard. No beard. Wow. All right. Well, he he looks real messed up in Maniac Cop. So definitely check out Maniac Cop. It's legit. The second one, though, has like two of the best. I kid you not. Two of the legitimate coolest car chases I've ever seen in my life. What's your opinion on Maniac Cop 3? 
Uh, I haven't seen Maniac Cop 3. It's all right. The, yeah, the, it's an Alan Smithy, no. so I, I didn't have high uh, expectations for it. The, the, the guy who, I forget the director's name, but he bailed halfway through, and he was like, so if he's, if he's bailing on Maniac Cop 3, then uh, I'm bailing too. All right, now it's time for the podcast. We have to decide which is more gooder. Bryce, we're going to start with you. Go. For me, uh, Samurai Cop takes a slight edge. All right. Um, and that's because, um, I guess I, I explain why, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, and that's that's because um, of how like pleasantly surprised I was at how good of a time I had watching it, laughing my ass off, especially against Chase, like setting it up for being what I thought was going to be one of my worst experiences of my life. And also, I had already seen Troll 2 before, so, you know, the novelty kind of wore off for me this time around. And now that I have Samurai Cop to compare with, I got to give it the edge, man. I, it's, it's by far a, a worse movie, and so for me, that makes it that much better, baby. All right. Chase? I mean, Troll 2. I thought I might be tired of Troll 2, and then rewatching it this time, I was like, this movie is... A gem. I mean, it is so great. And Samurai Cop, I barely could get through. Uh, I, it, it's just un, unwatchable garbage. So let I me mean, ask- it's troll, troll two, and like you know, the room is the room is teetering on that that garbage level where it's hard to watch. But it also has a there's a it, you know a bad movie where the filmmaker does care about film still. Like that's what it has to be. To a point. I mean, well, then mm-hmm. again, I don't think the filmmaker of Old Dogs cared about film, but that movie might be the best bad movie you've ever seen. If you if you ever want to do a, a Which is More Gooder, Scott, of Old old Dogs, Which is More Gooder, your life before you saw it or your life never have or after you've seen it, I will do that. We could do Old Dogs <laughs> and Wild Hogs, both yeah. John Travolta movies. <laughs> yeah, they're both directed by the same guy, too. Oh, they are? I didn't even know yeah. that. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, and guess what? Old dogs, old dogs will win. Did either of you watch these movies with your wives? Oh, hell no. Okay. No. <laughs> this no. was not a wives movie. No. My, yeah, my not going to be happening in any, uh, in any work. No, my wife. not about uh, to happen anytime. Yeah, she was, she, I think, I think I have shown her Troll 2 before um, because it is something that you just have to, I think it might have been one of the, I don't know that we watched the room together, Bryce, with with Carrie at one point because we went and saw that movie. I don't remember if, if I made her watch. Yeah. Did we watch Troll Two together? No, I watched okay. that with uh, my buddy Pavel. Okay. A while so, yeah, ago, I was rooming with him. I don't know if I've shown it to her, but I think that she's. I know that she's seen it because she's mentioned it when I when I said I was watching it. She's like, I have no interest in watching that again. And then Samurai Cop, there was no way. Okay, so I'm going to go with Samurai Cop myself because nice. I think I think Troll 2 was too was was competently made and Samurai Cop was so incompetently made that that sort of pushed it over the edge with me. We had the yeah. bad dialogue, we had the bad sex scenes, we had the bad action scenes and then on top of that the bad filmmaking. I'm going to both movies are I know Chase didn't like Samurai Cop, but I enjoyed both movies. I laughed at both movies. Both movies brought me joy, but I'm going to give the slight edge to Samurai Cop. I, I, I cannot tell you how much I taste my own bile right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, uh, that is it. Uh, so uh, you guys brought it up earlier. Time to plug your your podcast or anything else you want to plug as well. Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, we have a podcast called The Movie Gap. Uh, the basically what we do is we pick a movie every week and we watch it and then we talk about it. Uh, the the real hook of it is it's always a movie. Well, pretty much a movie that Bryce has never seen for the most part, uh, as Bryce uh, has mentioned before during this podcast, he was not a movie guy uh, and has never really been a movie guy. He's become one over the past four years. We're going on four years having done this. So we have over 200 episodes uh, and we, you know, we've done everything from, from die hard all the way to, uh, you know, some of the new uh, Marvel movies. And uh, what's one of the more obscure ones that we've done, Bryce? Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Oh, yeah, that's yes, right. Too, yeah. <laughs> that might be the most obscure one, one that we did with you. So, um, yeah. but yeah, the um, the movie gap, we are on uh, the same network as as you, Scott. So if you uh, want to check us out, go to crossthestreamsmedia.com to find all of our episodes. And there's been four or five that we've done with you already, right? Right, yeah. The last one being Harley Davidson. That was a see, now that was a that was a good bad movie too. Uh, oh yeah, that's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. But that was I mean, like big. That was a big budget blockbuster bad. Right. Movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. that's a different. Yeah, that's a different uh, category of bad. Right. Tune into the movie gap to, to yes. hear that. <laughs> yes. Uh, check out after you listen to this uh, podcast. Go to the movie gap and check out Harley Davidson. Well, check out all of them, but check out Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, and you can catch all three of us. All right, that's it. I want to check. I want to check. <laughs> I want to thank my guests, uh, Chase and Bryce. Thank you guys for being on here, and we'll see everybody next time on the Which Is More Gooder podcast. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com/scottwhite and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Which is More Gooder podcast. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.